chancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. Come on in for an evening of poems and stories about the American West. A land of legend, of romance, of friendship and courage. A motherload of remembrance. A true showcase of the Old West with the old cowboy, J.C. Holsey. October the 31st. A holiday that's grown in popularity to be almost as famous as all the other holidays put together. I remember it well when as a kid I'd put on my heavy peacoat. For those that don't know what a peacoat is, that's what sailors wear. And no, I wasn't a sailor, I was just a kid. I wore whatever hand-me-downs that we had around. It was a warm coat. Anyway, to get back to my story of traveling the streets of my small hometown in Texas in the dark of night to gather whatever treats I could garner from all the nice ladies. There was a bunch of goodies to be enjoyed. All homemade, by the way. None of this prepackaged stuff that folks are forced to pass out today because of the sickos that want to put razor blades in the candy or try to poison little kids. I'm not allowed to say on the air what I think should happen to these demented individuals. Homemade fudge, I think, was one of my favorites, and caramel-covered apples. There's so many I can't begin to name them all. It was a glorious time, and even today, I can almost taste that fudge. Which, by the way, is probably the reason the old cowboy wears store-bought teeth today. I feel a little bit sorry for the young folks today that they can't enjoy it the same way I did as a kid. You know, I don't remember much dressing up like they do today. Maybe it's because my family didn't have enough money for such foolishness. But I can't recall many costumes at all. Just a lot of knocking on doors, collecting stuff, and going on to the next house. Sure, there were parties, but there again, there wasn't a lot of dressing up like nowadays. We bobbed for apples. We carried eggs on a spoon. Little games like that. Enjoyable games. As I look at it today, the days of good, clean celebration of Halloween is gone. I do recall some of the older boys pulling pranks, but nothing like you hear about today. In the 1920s and 30s, Halloween pranks and mischief became a huge problem, mostly because the pranks often turned into vandalism, property damage, and even physical assaults. Some individuals started using Halloween as an excuse to engage in criminal activity. I understand there's more money spent on Halloween than all the other holidays. It's estimated that this year, 2015, the United States is expected to spend $6.9 billion on Halloween. We're spending more money on Halloween than we're spending on Christmas, which is $4.16 billion a year. Now, the old cowboy don't have a lot of education, but I do believe I can subtract. And the way I see it, that's quite a chunk of change. Seems like we could put it to better use than costumes and candy. Now, don't misunderstand the old cowboy. I'm all for having fun. I'm all for letting our little folks enjoy collecting candy and such. But you know, I probably got as much candy without a high-dollar costume as they do today. And a big old dentist bill. I told you last week about my little six-year-old great-granddaughter coming in and telling me she had written a story. Well, she came in tonight while I was recording this Halloween show and told me she had another story. So she told it to me. And I'm going to play it for you right now. This is Sophia Halsey, six years old. Once upon a time, there was a witch who wanted to plant a pumpkin seed. She planted it, and then soon it was ready. 
She bent down to take the pumpkin off the vine. Well, she pulled and she tugged and she pulls. First she pulled hard and then she pulled harder, but that pumpkin just sat. Drat, said the witch. Along came a ghost. Big pumpkin, said the ghost. It's big and it's mine and it's stuck on the vine and Halloween's just hours away, said the witch. And she kicked that pumpkin. I'm bigger and stronger too. Let me try, said the ghost. And she bent down to get the pumpkin. Well, he he tugged and he tugged. Wait. He tugged and he pulled and he tugged. First he pulled harder and then he pulled harder. And that pumpkin just sat. Drat, said the ghost. Then along came a vampire. Big pumpkin, said the vampire. It's big and it's mine and it's stuck on the vine and Halloween's just hours away. Said the witch. I am bigger and stronger too, said the vampire. Let me try. Then he bent down to get the pumpkin off the vine. <clears throat> well, he tugged and he pulled and he tugged. First he pulled hard and then he pulled harder, but that pumpkin just sat. Drat, said the vampire. Along, then along came a mummy. Big pumpkin, said the mummy. It's big and it's mine and it's stuck on the vine. Halloween just hours away. I am bigger and stronger too. Let me try. Then the mommy reached down to grab the pumpkin. And then, well, she pulled and she tugged and she pulled. First she pulled harder, then she pulled harder. And then that pumpkin just sat. Drat, said the mommy. And then came a bat. Big pumpkin, said the bat. The witch didn't say anything. The witch looked at the ghost. The ghost looked at the vampire. The vampire looked at the mommy. And then they looked at the bat. <laughs> then they laughed. She's, and then the bat said, I may not be big and I may not be strong, but I have an idea. She told them her idea. And then the bat hold on to the mommy. The mommy hold on to the vampire. The vampire hold on to the ghost. And the ghost hold on to the witch. And the witch hold on to the pumpkin. They pulled and they pulled and they pulled. And then went the pumpkin. It, it went and it rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled. And then it landed at the doorstep.
And then, after the witch made pumpkin pie, they all ate it. The end. Now, when it was over, I asked her if it was her story or did she take somebody else's story. She said she heard it at school and it really stuck in her mind. And she told it in her, her own words. Now, I think it's great. Maybe I'm a little prejudiced. Trick or treat, trick or treat, give me something good to eat. Give me candy, give me cake, give me something good to take. When did this trick-or-treat saying come into effect? You know, the celebration of Halloween has been around for thousands and thousands of years, but when did we first hear those words, trick-or-treat? The earliest known printing of the words didn't occur until 1934, when a Portland, Oregon newspaper ran an article about Halloween pranksters keeping the local police on their toes. It was mentioned a few times in the media during the 1930s, but it really didn't come into effect until the 1950s sometime. And that's when I was a kid, trick-or-treat. And oh my, how times have changed since then. The biggest challenge facing today's 38 million trick-or-treaters is staying safe in a world where the criminal types use Halloween as an excuse to act on deviant behavior. Many school and local communities will organize trick-or-treating in shopping malls, especially in neighborhoods where gang activity is prevalent. Parents worry even the safe neighborhoods, and they've adopted the same practice as well. It does save money in the long run and, and is relatively safe for those involved and it's slowly becoming the preferred way to celebrate in these volatile times. When, I asked, did this fun time of the year that I remember as a kid turn into what it has become today? When I hear reports like this, it makes me long for the more peaceful environment that I grew up in. Since this is a Halloween special, I, I thought the best guest we could have would be actor Vincent Price. You young folks probably don't remember Vincent Price, but he appeared in over 100 films, mostly in scary films. They weren't known back then as horror films. He also has two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, one for motion pictures and one for television. He also collected art. He had a degree in art history. He lectured and wrote books on the subject. It's such a thrill to have with us on the Wild West Showdown today one of my favorite actors, Vincent Price. This is what the show would have sounded like if, if the old cowboy had interviewed Vincent Price. We've got with us tonight Vincent Price, one of my favorite actors. What would you say to somebody that says they don't want to read? Well, I think it takes a little effort. Does it? <laughs> How would you compare radio to television? I, I think that uh, Americans particularly are very oriented to hearing because radio gave us a marvelous education yeah. over the years. But television has never given us any education in the visual arts. Why do you think that is? Well, because it isn't commercial and uh, they just never did it. If an author wanted to do some research, could you recommend a place? The uh, Gilcrease Museum in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is an absolutely unparalleled collection of Western art. How would you compare the art of today to the art of yesterday? The human eye has changed in the last hundred years, and we don't see things the same way. Did you do much reading when you were younger? We were taught to see and uh, to read interesting things. So you enjoyed reading very much, didn't you? I was more interested in seeing, I think, than any other of the uh, senses. 
I understand you said that you didn't get to read. It was something that I missed very much. What do you think of the old cowboy's books? Great work of art. We want to say thank you for being with us today. Thank you. How about us having a song by Vincent Price, The Monster Mash? I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. He did the monster mash from my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abodes to catch a joke from my electrodes. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. Mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rockin', all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the monster mesh. It was a graveyard smash. Caught on in a flash. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Drax's voice did ring. It seems he was troubled by just one thing. He opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvanian twist? It's now the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them Vincent sent you. Now you can monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. Now you can monster mash. Come now, my pretty. Do the monster mash. It won't hurt. I promise. <laughs> Thank you for that great Halloween song, Vincent. Thank you. Is there somebody special that you'd like to have the old cowboy interview? Send me an email, jc at outlawspublishing.com, and let me know. We just might be able to have them on the show. I want all you kids to remember now 
when you go out trick-or-treating you be careful don't get in the traffic do what mom and daddy tells you to do and have fun this is the old cowboy saying adios and happy trails come on back next week to the wild west showdown with the old cowboy jc holsey Thank you.